Welcome to the 63rd episode of the Talking With A Dad podcast this evening. Kind of a thrown together episode. Mondays suck. Mondays are really fucking hard to do these on. There's no good exciting news going on that's fun and lighthearted and... I stole Steve's entire bit from the beginning of the the post the pre show. <laughs> I was I was just about to say, man. Uh, did it sound that dark when I said it? Like you gotta be a little bit more optimistic, buddy. You gotta be a little bit more no, optimistic. No, I use my voice to portray a uh, impending doom. I mean, is there a better time to uh, to do that? I mean, I, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if the the flying monkeys came down, started abducting people, or robots or aliens came. But is anything, that a Wizard of Oz reference? Yes, yes. Uh, fun fact: most of those midgets died after filming that movie. I agree. No, no, it's not something you agree to. It's something that happened. You don't, you don't agree. To. <laughs> you said it was a fact. I agree to the fact that it was a fact. Oh, okay. I thought you, I thought you were agreeing in some type of. Like Macabre, evil, like yeah, some, some evil dictator, dictator sort of way. You're like, I agree. They all die. Mm-hmm. Yes, makes purpose. <laughs> finally, finally. Well, well, what's going on, big guy? How was your weekend, man? Man, you know me. Uh, always busy on the weekends. <laughs> no, it was, it was fine. Uh, got yeah. to meet my dad's new dog. Oh, they got a new dog? Yeah, they have two dogs now. Oh, yeah? What's that dog's name? Bella. It's a good name for a girl dog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it was a girl dog, it'd be a good name. Um, it's not a girl dog? No, it is. It is. That's the oh, dog. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> dog's a year old. Very nice. Completely mannered the exact opposite of the other dog, and that's what they wanted. The other dog is... um. He's you know he's not like hyper or anything. Can be a little bit, but he scared and barks at everything. And he's like a hundred and fifty pound dog, right? And uh, this dog is a Australian uh, sheepdog, so very similar okay. to actually my puppy. Um, and just not afraid of anything. Doesn't bark very much. Isn't very loud. Like a very uh, very nice dog. I'm gonna send you a picture. Yeah. Oh wait, was that the picture you tweeted out? Yes. Oh, cute dog. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, well, who is this person? Who? I mean, not person, but you know, who is dog? This dog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have direct access to five dogs now. <laughs> in case I need to take one somewhere, I have them. So, uh, listen, I got to talk to you about something. Since it's not on the actual topic list, I wanted to talk to you about, uh, you know, thirty-eight-year-old fighters hanging in there, man. We, we, I, I got to formally apologize to Holly Holm. On this show, because I oh, think I you were talking episode. about Chris, um, Carlos Condit, right? Carlos Condit got a win. No, he looked good too, man. He looked very good, but he looked slow obviously and sloppy off the start. Uh, I don't think we were watching the same fight, but you were in a very critical mood. I could tell when I was texting with you. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, man, Holly looks good. You're like, Dude, I just said retire. <laughs> That's what you always say every time Holly was fighting. Like, I think she should. Be- I was mocking you because every time Hollywood's oh, fight, no, 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 you no, no, say no. you think that she should retire. Yeah, after getting head kicked, I'm flinching after a two and a half second flinch from a kick that hadn't even been thrown yet. <laughs> like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then basically uh, wrestling poor Raquel Pennington against the cage and not even wrestling, just holding her against the cage. Yeah. I thought maybe the apprehension bug had gotten into Holly Holm and she has struggled with some of that stuff. Uh, by her own admittance, she said that she has a hard time pulling the trigger sometimes and not sure. overthinking the plan. But man, she came out and uh, didn't overthink anything. She's Hustled. like, I'm just gonna, 
So yeah, she's like, I'm gonna beat this chick from round one to to round five. And I was just like, man, this is amazing. And then one fight. point, it was a good fight. Absolutely good fight. So I'm Holly Holmes. I want to apologize on behalf of Zach for all the horrible things he's ever said about I've you. I've never and, said anything bad about Holly Holmes. And private and publicly. Never. He actually never had, either. Yeah, he actually has a second show that he hosts by himself called To Hell with Holly. We've <laughs> <laughs> actually been trying to get her on for months. It's just, she just won't accept it. <laughs> she won't return any of my phone calls. <laughs> or my letters or my emails. I've been or I, need a blood. I have a bot set up to tweet at her every hour on the hour. <laughs> she won't. She she has she sent back the blood samples. I don't understand <laughs> that. I was, the, I was the jester in love. <laughs> Oh man, I was playing some Avengers last night, man. Uh, okay, I thought you I beat the game. I beat the game. I'm, now I'm just cleaning up side missions and stuff like that. And now uh, I'm having a good time. I gotta tell you honestly, like I was like, oh, I'm probably gonna get bored of this pretty soon. And I, two hours later, I'm like, man, I am not bored, <laughs> not even in the slightest. I hit a guy with Thor's hammer and sent him flying out of the fortress, and I was like, this is the best game. <laughs> i know i know it's not your thing but and actually uh, i got a patch update they released a patch update so it looks a lot better now on pc a lot of the stuff i was dealing with before where i was okay. like man why do they why do they look like that like the hands were looking weird the faces started looking very weird okay it smoothed some I of just, that stuff out i just don't think it's a game that has a good end game you know you can't get to a point in that game where it's like okay well i i'm gonna get on do my four hours of Avengers gaming today, right? Like every day. I just don't think it has that. I think it has 40 hours worth of content or whatever. Probably not even that much, truthfully, if you're going to actually play through it. Um, and that's probably about it until DLCs come out and then it adds five or ten more hours each. And then, okay, well, then I'm done. Okay, i got to wait till the next one comes out, right? Yeah, because it, well, I, you know, it's li- missing the one component that I think you would be most familiar with, which is a versus, or I should say, a PvP. Right? I'm not, I'm that, not worried about that. Right? I don't even think that's a good idea for the game. It doesn't seem like it would work well. It seems like no. certain characters are so underpowered that they wouldn't even be played in the in a versus or a PvP type situation. Right? I'm talking about like you know how like Division has raids. Division has like these harder missions you can go and do, and you have to yeah, work yeah, towards yeah. it. And it's something after you're done with the game, there's something else to do. That's called the end game of things, right? right? And I just don't think this game has that where it really probably should. Yeah. I think they're working towards that. That's funny. I was watching someone else uh, streaming it the other day, and uh, he was going through a brutal mission with the Hulk, and he's playing, like, obviously playing with one of the weakest characters in the game, which is ironic since it's the Hulk. And uh, Hulk's a bitch. He was, huh? What? What say? What, what happened? Coughing. Coughing again. <laughs> <laughs> but he was playing with it. And, uh, it's funny to sit, watch someone play on Brutal with like an obviously broken character who should be way pow- way more powerful than he is. And uh, it's great to see that uh, he didn't get as frustrated. But I'm hoping they patch that and they give him a buff. And uh, I can't wait to the Hawkeye release, man. That's going to okay. be amazing. And I can't wait for the... Uh, Whenever they do the Black Panther thing, I know they kind of preemptively release something because of the death of uh, Chadwick Boseman, but uh, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that, man. Now, in regards to the uh, the stuff that you were saying about the end game, you're right; it's totally missing those components. Probably something they should have thought about before releasing the game. Don't know how they're going to work that stuff into it, and if or they if do, if it's if even their even plan, it. right? It might not yeah. even be their plan. Yeah, it seems like it kind of is set up to be that way, though, with the, how the multiplayer works. Where it's like you're going to do missions, right? And it seems to be yeah. 
fairly repetitive. I, I don't know. I can't really speak to it 100% of what Endgame is like there. But it seems like it would it would work well for, like, you know, one huge big bad that's not released all at the same time, released periodically, and, like, over th- the next three months or something, you've been working up towards fighting, I, I don't know, whoever, right? And then it's one huge long event that you go through and, and then get to that. That feels like it should be it, and it should be replayable, and, and there should be a number of things about it. But I just don't think it has it. It might not even no, be in their. It might not even be in the radar of things to do with the game. Yeah, it'd be. It's gonna be interesting to see how they approach it. But forget all that nerd stuff. I knocked someone out of the arena, out of the fortress I was in with Thor. Literally knocked him out. I don't know if it was a glitch. I mean, the guy went flying, and I was just like, "Did that just happen?" Like I actually flew out of the fortress, and I was like, "Oh, there he is." <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> funny. He's dead. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm having a great time with it, man. Uh, I'm sure something's going to happen that's going to make me angry. I got to get back to Assassin's Creed at some point and uh, just mm-hmm. go get Dark back Souls. to this serious- Yeah, get back to the serious business of gaming, right? I can't live in this fantasy world that I've been living in now. It's time to get serious about the shit, Zach. It's time to play Rocket League. Full-time, stream it. 24 hours a day. Don't talk to my family anymore. I'm just stringing Rocket League. I see... The thing is, like, Rocket League is not the greatest game to do that with, I don't think. I think the Rocket League viewership is there, but is yeah. limited at, like, 200,000 viewers with an event going on, right? If you, oh, were, oh, if you right. were to 24-7 a game, Rocket League is fun to do it with, but it's not the best for viewership. Oh, I, I thought you were about the ignoring the family thing. I'm like, so there is an appropriate game to ignore your family and play 24 hours a oh, day. Oh, I just disregarded that? that entirely. <laughs> oh, what game is that? Oh, man, I could list a few. <laughs> just uh, like, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not coming out the room. You know, what? it's crazy. I saw an intervention once. I don't know if it's still available on any, but it was like kind of one of their side interventions where this guy had basically, uh, <laughs> he basically screwed over his family to become a Fortnite player. And I'm not talking about a young guy. This was like a man that was in his 50s. Okay. Built himself a gaming rig, everything. And he's like, the his wife is like, one day, you know, he bought the computer and I was fine with that. Then he got a couple of monitors and I was fine with that. But then he stopped sleeping in the bed and he was up all night playing and he stopped going to work. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just sitting there. I'm like, Fortnite? I, I mean, I could see if it was like God of War or something like that, but he gave up his family for Fortnite when oh, they can, you know how they always they get that weird shot whenever they confront the person they're like so you, you can tell the producer asks him can uh-huh. you explain this to us why this happened he's like I think she's being totally unreasonable but in the background the couch he sleeps on like they're Cheetos and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was amazing man it's sad but terribly amazing. it's hilarious actually see but you keep saying like God of War man God of War is a good single player experience it's not the game yeah. that you could play for 10 hours a day for three or four months straight it's just not listen to me it's it's not for you but it is for me there was a time when i was playing god of war 2 like this i'm talking about i beat i've beaten that game so many times and just might as well been like that one guy at the basketball court like run it back and just go through it again i don't know what it is about the game man i I could get the game being fun but again it's very linear it's very you know the only way you could play is this one is kratos right like there is no replayability to it you know, yeah, you could play it like once a year or something, and that's a good experience. Or you could play it twice or, or whatever, right? But there isn't like true replayability. There's no difference in the story. There's no, there's not a different way to play it. You're not leveling it. You're not leveling your character differently than you did the, the last time. It's all the same. 
I think you're missing out on the the fanboy factor, right? It's not in certain instances when I you're fanboys. When you're fanboying out on a situation. Now, the, the latest game, obviously, like, there's a bunch of stuff you can do to level up Kratos, right? There's a bunch of, like, hidden gems. There's a bunch of side quests. Like, there's an Infinity Gauntlet quest in the actual game where okay. you can uh, assemble their version of the Infinity Gauntlet. There are a bunch of uh, gifts that you can get. Like, there's a one quest you can go on to get this kind of uh, this squirrel from Norsean mythology. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you have told yeah, me yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah, there's stuff like that, and there's a bunch of Easter eggs and, like, useful stuff. Nothing that's kind of like, oh, well, this is a waste of time. Like, it all builds the character up. Right, but it's Kratos at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, it's Kratos. Right. You don't, need, you're any, not you don't playing, need anything else in Kratos, man. You're not playing a game where your build is different, you know? Yeah, no, it's And there's no, a, again, there's no content to work for. Greek, man. It's a bald Greek man that's wearing lambskin. There's nothing else to work for in this life, Zach. All right? I see. Listen, I can get the love for the game. I just don't get the the constant replayability. It doesn't make any sense. You you want to go even deeper than that? If you ever think about the insanity of playing Street Fighter, the only thing that makes Street Fighter replayable because once you beat it, that's it, right? You can you can't level up your character. You can become better at using a character. You can be right, right, right. But the the thing about Street Fighter is playing against other people. No, I know people who don't even play online. They just play the 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 C. They just play the computer. All the time, just to get better at combos. I know people who stay in the actual training room have nothing to do with online combat. Their main goal is to pull off combos that no one else can pull off. Yeah, but those people are fucking weird, man. There's, there's no like, there's, there's no. You're not working for anything there, right? When people are playing Fortnite for ten hours a day, and as much as I don't like Fortnite, it's because they're getting better at the game and they're winning games, right? And each yeah, game yeah. that they play is different. Same thing with Call of Duty, right? You're getting better. Yeah. Each each game is different than the last, even if you play it very similar, right? You know that person moved left instead of right, the, the last guy did, right? But right. W- with these, like, especially the Street Fighter, when you're sitting in a training room, you're a fucking absolute psychopath. Or even replaying God of War, where it's a linear story instead of something like the two new Assassin's Creeds or or some of the Elder Scrolls games or or The Witcher, even right. It's not as linear as it is like you could do different builds, you could do different things in the world. Like, I, see that I don't understand. I love single player games. I do. I truly love like single player RPGs. But I have to build. If I want to replay it after the first time, I have to be able to build my character different than I did the first. No, see, I think that's maybe that's where the miscommunication is. In the latest God of War, you can rebuild Kratos different. You can his gear set changes everything. You can quest for different axes. You can quest for different chaos blades. You can quest. Right, but you're still Kratos doing the same exact moves the entire time, right? I can't make Kratos shoot magic. Yeah, you can. Really? Is is this is this last one different than the than all the others? Yeah. Yeah, so basically, like the more you the the more you shape and mold the axe differently, it gives you different powers. But it's the same thing with The Witcher. Like it's always going to be that silver-haired fox. That he's a good-looking bastard, though. And he doesn't change in, innately himself. The magic is linear in itself, right? Like, but you could use just... different weaponry, right? You could do different weapon styles. Like, yeah. it's the same thing with um, like my big my big comparison is Skyrim, right? It's, it's also an RPG, but I could use two-handed weapon, one-handed weapon, dual-wield one-handed weapons, one-handed with a shield, a bow, a, like a magic staff, or just magic in my hands, or I can just go around punching people, right? There's different ways to build your character. I could be a necromancer and summon things to fight for me. Like, There's so many different ways of playing that one single linear experience that it makes it non-linear. Speaking of uh, necromancers, I heard you guys all died in your RPG. 
Yeah. What happened? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, the, the, I don't know exactly what the, the plan was. Obviously, I'm not the DM. Um, right. But I, I just, my character committed suicide at the end. I bet I heard. Because <laughs> it, was, it was actually kind of frustrating the way that it ended. What we were doing is we were fighting a, a monster that we didn't know idea what it was. We had very little information. And apparently it would just infect people. And then those mm. people became part of the monster. It was like a hive mind, essentially. Um, right. And it was it came down to out of the five or six people in the party, there was only two of us that weren't infected. So I, was, I just killed myself. <laughs> How'd you kill yourself? Mm, I casted a... Oh, I could pull up my character sheet. I, I casted a spell that basically makes like a little dome on top of you, but it's only supposed to fit medium or smaller uh, items in it. And right. I'm, obviously I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a human sized like dwarf and I used it and crushed myself with it. Would you say you're a human sized dwarf? Yeah, I, I, I played a, a hill dwarf, but yeah, Lehman's tiny hut. It's a 10 foot a mobile dome and you could fit medium or size or smaller size but obviously if you're a if you're a playable character you're bigger than that unless you're a goblin and then but i just use it to crush myself and kill myself i originally had hit myself in the face with my warhammer until i died um but then someone revived me as a joke and then i'm like uh i'm gonna cast lehman's tiny hut and crush myself into oblivion fuck you guys <laughs> not happy with the game the way it turned out are no, you guys gonna I'm start back no I, apparently we're not um no i wasn't not happy with it i actually i had no idea that was that was the way that it was gonna end i thought it was gonna be completely different so i was i was more shocked than anything um but these guys all play right these guys all play multiple games a week so i get to play and it's a it's a two and a half session play session and i had spent you know more than a week on my character two characters for this session by the way um and to just to just die by default was kind of frustrating but that's about it <laughs> you know for, for for the guys that i'm playing with it's it's their second or third game right so they're right, making right. throwaway characters doing different builds doing like trying different shit and i'm like okay well this is the only time that i get to play and you guys are just gonna fucking uh, all, right, all right whatever like i just and then our dm is not dming anymore so <laughs> that's one of the things i really love about you zach man there is no halfway in anything that you do right like you're you're like you're all the way in like someone says to you hey man we're just gonna meet up have a nice casual sit down conversation about potato chips you're like all right cool sounds casual great next thing i know you're texting me like so here's my chart for the chips right broken it down into sections <laughs> I, got, I got mediocre chips to weirdo chips all the way to the crescendo of chips up here but in there i got sub chips right sub chips and honorable mention <laughs> so if we go uts, to the chip uts, we go to the chip exactly. salt and vinegar are the best chips and that is just a fact i you know we're both we both like salt and vinegar chips <laughs> yes, yes, yes. right and uts has the best of those right all salt and vinegar is my favorite uts has the best um, salt and vinegar What's that one place? Kettle, whatever kettle. Yeah, those are those are okay, but those go into the weirdo subcategory for me. So here's the problem about that: they're okay at the top. You get to the middle, they start getting really too salty, and then by the bottom of it, I know they're supposed to be all natural, but they don't taste natural. So I'm just That's I'm just gonna fair. leave. I also consider I, I like kettle chips a different kind of chip. We're talking about regular potato chips, regular like standard chip. like like Lay's is like the gold standard for them. <laughs> What is the name of those guys that are professional wine drinkers? Like they're the ones who can tell Somalis. you the body. 
Okay, so I was watching uh, Zach Efron's new show on Netflix, which, by the way, is effing amazing. <laughs> Some of the most interesting stuff I've ever seen. Uh, whenever I whenever I hear people say from this point on that America is the greatest, greatest country ever, I'm going to say, have you been to Iceland? <laughs> Man, I wish. I wish. Apparently, I think Iceland's great. But, uh, but hold on. Where where do we get to this from? We're on let me let me so what's the guy's name that tastes the wine and he makes you spit it out again a sommelier yeah so they met with a water a sommelier and uh this guy uh was teaching them about different waters from but around it's, the it's, world it's different though i don't think he give you a well, water uh, sommelier it's probably okay, a different word for it. i think it's i think sommelier no. is just wine no but that's that is 100 the word he used to describe himself now that could be 100 incorrect but here's what I didn't know about water and what I didn't know about water in France. I'm so fucking wrong. <laughs> here's what I didn't know about waters from all over the place. So we as Americans, I'll say I, I'll use an I statement here. You know, you see water and you see purified water and then you see Poland Spring. And of the two, I would assume that purified water is the better water for I you. I drink Poland Spring. Apparently, yes, water with actual natural minerals is the water you should be drinking. Yeah. You should not be drinking purified water. But the water Somalian uh, at the place that the restaurant he owns in, uh, in Westwood, he had them drinking waters from all over the place. And some of them were to the point of damn near being carbonated because they had so much minerals in them. It's a and then I did. Yeah, 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 that guy. Martin <laughs> Reese, great... I'm looking at him. <laughs> Poland Springs, in my opinion, and I've had water across the country, obviously, right? Um, yeah. I think Poland Springs was my favorite, but that's what I grew up with. That's what I've, that's what, if I go buy a case of water at the grocery store, I walk past everything else to get the Poland Spring. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. Uh, so check this out. Did you know that France deprivatized water? You cannot sell as a private order organization in France bottled water. It is free. It is a fundamental right. According to the French that every person should at the very least be able to get drinking water. That's and so true. they've built this amazing plant to purify their water. So I turned that off for a second. I'm like, well, it's time to tune back into the greatest country in the world, see what's going on. I put on CNN, and the first thing I see is someone, someone basically saying the exact opposite in the American zeitgeist, which is, you got to work for everything. There's no free stuff in America. And I'm like, ah, America. You yeah, fat I, bitch. I don't know. I don't know, man. I want to be a water Somalian. Somalier. <laughs> a Somalian is a is a. I, I can't. I'm not going. Down, I'm not going so, down this. I hate listen, when you pronounce things wrong. It bothers me. If I could just become the water Samoan of New York, then it would be like the best job ever, man. Like, and I agree. Point, <laughs> like, like one point, like he's going through, and his presentation was amazing, but literally someone said. You know, he asked, he's like, so I just want to know what your takeaways from this. Do you believe that water has taste? And they're like, yes. He's like, do you believe that water is, you know, vast and is, has great properties? And they're like, yes. But then one person just literally said to him, like, do I believe that you have a made up job or a real job? I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal. That's pretty brutal. Obviously, he's an expert, right? You can yeah, be an expert yeah, yeah. in fucking anything. And uh, water is no different because water does have taste for sure. Yeah, it has bad taste, has copper taste, has uh, urine taste. And if you go to Jersey, it has radioactive taste. Yeah, yeah, and it smells like a diaper. Yeah, and everyone's drinking it, and I'm like, I'm the weirdo, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want anything to do with you fucking people. <laughs> Jersey. Where did we Where's... start Where did we start that conversation? I felt like we were going somewhere, and then we 
hit up water sommelier you know what i had no intended uh destination i was just along for the ride man uh we started i, I don't know i said well, I, I can't backtrack at this point i'm like a, a dolphin man you gotta let me fly on these things you just gotta let me spread my you're dolphin right. you're right all fly. right you lead the show then tonight mr uh mr winged dolphin winged dolphin so man we're, i mean we're really light there's very little stuff going on that we are interested in reporting in but it's our duty to make sure we bring you folks the news. So I'm just going to go ahead and start. News, which is a good show. I don't give a fuck about the news. Uh, no, not We that. can talk about aliens, dude. Zach, I don't give a shit. Zach, Zach, we can't talk about aliens anymore. Remember what happened last time. All yeah, right? We did a bit and brought Colander's out. Mm-hmm. That show was hilarious. That show was hilarious. YouTube didn't think it was funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> those people. <laughs> so, speaking of F those people, right? And I, this is, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to admit, I'm trolling a little bit here at the expense of AMD because I know what triggers my good friend, Zach. And I know almost literally what he's going to say about this. But Big Navi is getting a showcase on Thursday. Who cares, Zach? Is there anyone that cares? Do you care? What do you expect and what do you think as a tech expert? Everyone does care, right? People do care. People care a lot, actually. People are huge fans of AMD. Here's my issue, right? From the leaks that I've seen, it's going to compete with a 3070, maybe slightly above, but for the price of a 3080. And if that happens, AMD shot themselves in the foot a thousand times over. AMD, in the in the graphics card space, and I've said this probably about a million times, they are the price to performance or even just the lower price option. When you're on a heavy, heavy budget, I recommend an RX 570, right? I don't recommend a, t- a 1060 or a 1060 Ti, right? I recommend something that's even cheaper. And that's where AMD either, A, needs to dominate the space because it's fine with dominating that space because you still have a space to dominate, or they need to be priced the same or less than their competitors and be as good or better, right? And that's that's what it's going to take to get people away from NVIDIA at this point. Um, there is no reason to buy an AMD graphics card unless you're super budgeted heavy. It's interesting because they do have like a... I, won't, I, don't, I don't want to disrespect anyone by referring to it as a cult following. I'll say a strong base. There's a strong base a of cult, AMD. It's a cult following. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's a strong cult following of AMD uh, aficionados and uh, appreciators, and they will literally tell you that there's nothing discernible in their eyes and measurement-wise why they should be compelled to buy NVIDIA or go Team Green. Now, I haven't found anything that I've been... I've never met these people. I've never met these people because I... I, Oh, you've met one of them. But you could present facts as to why why it's just not true, right? Right. CPUs, I could see it. Right. CPUs, I can absolutely make the argument as to why one is better than the other in right. in whatever use case you give me. Right. right. But graphics cards NVIDIA are just better. And, it, and yeah. it's just the truth. It is just factually the truth. And there is no reason to even look at an AMD graphics card unless you spent your budget on a CPU. Right. Yeah, I, there is no discernible data that I can see or anyone's ever presented, even with it just an AMD, AMD combo where you're running benchmarks and somehow these two things work better with each other. And actually, I just think it's brand recognition for most people when it comes down to that type of stuff or brand preference and, uh, you know, to each his own. But they're going to do this showcase and I'm not going to tune in on to this one because I'm going to be working. What day but is it? It's on Thursday. I'll watch it. Yeah, we'll see. And we'll see what they do. You know, the best thing about buying an AMD card or processor right now is you get a Assassin's Creed Valhalla 
You so, probably do with Nvidia as well. Uh, they I usually give away free free games with their graphics cards. Yeah, I didn't see uh, Valhalla, but that doesn't make it true. Make it not true. In fact, I'm not even sure I'm going to play that game. I still got to deal with uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Origins. Yeah. Yeah, you have some games to catch up on. Right. Yeah, you we'll have a few games goes. to catch up on. And oh, Here's the interesting thing. Back to Big Navi, right? You get, so uh, You get Watch Dogs with a 3080 right now. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the, here, back to this, right? So I've just been kind of scared. You know, scouring the internet and looking at everything, seeing what people were seeing, what the excitement level is from reviewers and uh, the casual uh, consumer, and not a lot of buzz either way it goes. Though, unfortunately, there is not a lot of buzz. It started off with a little bit of mystique, a little mystery. People didn't know what to expect, and then that's kind of died down now. We'll see if there's a resurgence on it Thursday, but I don't even know what this presentation is going to look like. Like at this point. They're going to probably run into the, uh, the same supply chain problems as uh, NVIDIA. So that's another thing they're going to have stacked against that's them. Big potential for sure. And the released hopefully won't be as. I, I can't think of a better Botched. word. Than... <laughs> like, it hopefully won't look like a lizard woman that just got her six plastic surgery coming out of West Hollywood. Like it won't be that bad. But I, I just can't see it not being that way, dude. I, I have no idea how it's going to how this whole thing is going to roll out. Well, you know, we'll see, right? AMD usually does very, very good um, presentations. The right. issue with AMD is they tend to lie in their presentations quite a bit. I remember mm. when the first Navi cards came out, you know, they did all this this data about how the cheapest Navi card was better than the most expensive NVIDIA card, and it turns out they had tested it against two generations ago or something to make their, their narrative correct. And, you know, I'm interested to see where they come from for this. Um, I just don't think it's going to be very good. <laughs> to be fair, I just don't think the graphic card itself is going to be very good, and I think they're going to price it too high, and they're going to they're going to price themselves out of the market. I hope so because you know what, this is one of those things where I kind of I definitely agree with you on this one. Maybe just focus on what's working for the company right now, right? Let's keep rolling out those great uh, G, uh, CPUs. Let's keep building on that brand because if you think about where they've come from to where they are now, it's, it's amazing. It's a it's an amazing turnaround to actually make yourself a competitor in a space where there was one only one legitimate uh, provider at one point. Also, I would like to see a battle of the leather jackets between the CEO of uh, AMD and the CEO of NVIDIA. Like we, that's just got to happen. Like they were, and then you got to throw Elon in there. Just see who is the richest person to wear a leather jacket and look like a complete tool. It would be I don't Elon know. because Elon's significantly <laughs> more wealthy than than either CEO. I don't know why that was. Steve, I love a lot of your 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 narratives and your dialogues and your monologues, but that one was a bad one. <laughs> You're like, who's the richest? I'm like, no, Elon by a magnitude of fifteen. He's, is he? Is he? He's a billionaire. But does he look like the biggest tool of all of them? But you said the richest. You said the richest tool in a, in a leather jacket. All right, so let's forget he, the richest part. Who yeah, is he? CEO would also of... look. He would also look like the biggest tool. <laughs> Come on, man. Bezos would be up there. <laughs> Fucking, uh, well, Tim Cook seems like a nice guy, I guess. Um, but does that stop him from looking like an ass in a jacket that no one wears outside of like a bad B movie? Like someone's got to, someone's got to put their foot down on this stuff, right? No one's wearing those leather jackets casually, unless you can really throw down. You should not be wearing a leather jacket and a flannel anywhere, right? Unless you're real, or you're listen. riding a bike, right? If you're riding a bike, it's different. If you're riding a motorcycle, it's different. Leather is leather is protective. 
Yeah, but make it functional. Don't make it designer leather, right? Because that's not protecting you from Correct. shit. Correct. <laughs> if that's not, you take a fall in that $3,000 jacket, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> you're, you're bleeding out in front of everyone, man. Uh, speaking of Elon, man, well, he's been kind of quiet on the uh, on the internet. So I haven't seen him Has scurrying he? around. I haven't seen him scurrying around. Usually he pops up in my Twitter a few times. Not in my feed. That would be great if he was in there. But like, uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen him. No controversies, nothing like that. So that means he's doing good. No, I, I think what the issue is, is right now is, uh, man, his biggest controversy is whether or not that Cybertruck is going to release, be released the way that they had said it is, right? With the bulletproof glass that he broke with a ball bearing or the, the, the door thing, whatever, right? <laughs> Tesla has a serious issue with quality, quality assurance and quality control. Um, huge issues, right? There was just a news article about a Model Y dro- drove off the lot and the roof fell off of it, right? There was oh, that wow. just came out. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to get it, get the Cybertruck US certified with the way that it is because it has a flat front bumper. If you if oh, you yeah, look at if you look yeah. at bumpers, you know it has to pa- uh, pass pedestrian vehicle laws. Um, no car has a flat front bumper of any sort anymore. Um, I don't think it's going to pass that. And it's going to have to be re-released as a Cybertruck 2.0. Other than the fact that how horrible horrible of a business practice pre-ordering vehicles is, right? He comes from the tech space, which makes sense. Pre-order happen in tech all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas cars, you don't pre-order, right? You pay, you pay in full and then get shipped within the next X amount of months. Um, and people pre-ordered Cybertrucks years ago, it feels like, two years ago maybe. Um, and you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a return on that for another, I don't know how long, right. In another year or two, potentially before that Cybertruck comes out. Um, essentially what people did give was give Elon a non-interest thousand dollar loan in, in the tens of thousands, right. And people millions of dollars of loan essentially for Tesla without any return and, and real, no real guarantee of ever, even ever getting a Cybertruck. Uh, in the hood, we call that a I got you back loan where it's like, hey, man, listen, I got this thing going on. Just loan me a couple of bucks. But, I'll get I'll get you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I could see that. Yeah. If you weren't guaranteeing something on the other side, like, hey, man, you give me this thousand bucks. I guarantee you, you know, to a car on the other side. Right. Because that is exactly what they're doing. And yeah. it's a really, really shitty business practice. And no one called them out on it. Yeah. You know, the thing about Elon is, though, I don't think he's above having people killed, like people who troll him on the Internet. Like, I was suspected a few people who probably DM'd him some bad things have probably come up missing. Uh, you know, what I do miss most about Elon Musk is his optimism. There is nothing you can do to shake his spirit. Board threatens to vote him out. He's like, I'm not retracting anything. In fact, I'm going to smoke more weed. The next time I go on Joe Rogan and talk about more unicorns and release more oddly shaped cars. Also, an interesting thing about that Cybertruck. So I know it may not get certified to be released uh, in the States and that's in danger. But someone was talking about the fact that it's already allegedly driving around the, uh, that area. So, you know, how they, they've yeah, been beta it is. It's it's the, the Silicon Valley area. It yeah. is right. It is. But yeah. that doesn't mean it's it's, it's no, it doesn't legal mean it's legal. I, I want one. They're nice. <laughs> they're they're nice, right? They look cool. They're gimmicky. Um, the issue with electric is you can't tow as far as you can on a gas truck, um, and there's less uh, available uh, charging locations than there are gas stations. 
listen, I like electric cars a lot. I think they're really neat. Um, I think they're incredibly fast and, and they're really, really well produced. And well, other than Tesla's are really well produced. And uh, yeah, I think they're, they're going to be a huge market very, very soon. Yeah. But I don't think Tesla is the company to bring it there. I don't I think it's going to take a Ford or a GM to bring it there. I wouldn't disagree with that statement. I would not disagree with that. I think they probably have a little bit more of a guided hand in this, these type of release. Well, hold on. All- Do you remember for- Ford and GM are car companies, right? They yeah. have they have distribution. They have manufacturing plants. Where Tesla is a tech company that's building cars, right? Realistically, the cars that Tesla are selling are just profitable. Uh, not even profitable. Very unprofitable proofs of concept. For their technology, yeah. right? Realistically, Tesla's big play is to never sell another car again and license that shit to everybody. Their technology to every single person, right? And then it's Ford w- powered by Tesla. It's yeah. GM powered by Tesla. It's Mercedes powered by Tesla. And, you know, the German cars will never do that, right? Porsche already has technology for the Taycan of an electric car that's very successful, um, which will then trickle down into a panamera it'll trickle down into a, a 911 of some sort and go on into the other porsche brands so i remember elon musk at the onset of this entire thing i was in california and he had did a pretty famous interview at this point and it was probably the most optimistic altruistic thing i've seen in quite some time and someone asked him why he had released the he doesn't have a patent on the any of the the technology behind the Tesla's. yeah and he just said well if famously said if i'm in a sinking ship and i have a better bucket than you why wouldn't i just share my bucket or teach you how to make a bucket like mine which obviously that doesn't make sense because we wouldn't have time to make anything if the boat's sinking but i get what he's saying and uh yeah i had a great deal of respect for him then as a an innovator in that regard but like anything else the shine starts to wear off you start to see that your heroes do have flaws and cracks i do think that he still has some great ideas regarding some issues uh he's kind of going through a weird red pill moment red pill kanye moment and i hope people kind of leave him alone to get his medication balanced and i don't mean that to be a dick at all i think sometimes that people go through these life-changing events and then we want to put a camera in their face and uh get their opinions on on things when we should ultimately just kind of let them work through the situation they're going through at the time but that don't mean shit to AMD, man. This card better deliver for someone who's ordering it or who's pre-ordering it. No one's because pre-ordering it. <laughs> <laughs> because they do. Here's the thing. To, you know, to us, this is not something we're going to do, but there are diehards for this company, man. And I just feel a little bit. My soul still a little. It hurts a little for people who love things this uh this much to ultimately get let down. So we'll see how it turns out. And I'm hoping you don't have the same experience with Cold War. But shout out to Andrew Kleeman, one of the most dedicated fans that we have here at Talking With a Daddy, texting me. Sorry to get back to you, buddy. When you get the uh, beta, I mean, uh, I will pre-order the game, and I will 100% play zombies with you, bro. I want to play zombies, too. Whoever wants to play zombies, I'll play zombies. (laughs) Unfortunately, the zombies doesn't look like traditional Call of Duty zombies for this game. Uh, If you watch the trailer, um, the zombies looks more like world war z than it does traditional black ops or yeah black ops zombies so oh, uh, wow. that is actually very much so not exciting okay okay i'm hoping that like i'll have a better experience with it because i have no experience with zombies i know we were supposed to go back and play the original zombies is incredible uh, it, it's yeah it's only a good time it's frustrating if you keep dying or something but right. there is no point in zombies where i'm like fuck this i want to go play something else it's just that much fun pulls it, you right I just, in i've had 
hundreds of hours of fun playing zombies. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Wait, explain to me how it works again. What are, what's the layout? Based. Okay. The maps are different. It's wave based, right? So first wave is five zombies. Wave two is seven. Wave you know it goes up, right? It goes exponentially up. It's not five and seven. It's it's more than that. But um, you know you have you start out with pistols, uh, and then you know you work on from there. Actually, that sounds a lot of fun because I had a great time playing Horde mode and Gears of a uh, in a uh, Gears of War Five. Yeah, I mean it's essentially it's essentially Horde mode. See, and you know what's great about playing that type of stuff with your buddies? You can't get mad at each other, right? It's just like fight to survive. We're just yeah, trying I mean, to survive. You definitely couldn't because there's there's been plenty of times where me and Shane are playing together and I take because like essentially what it gets to is, is you get to a point in the in the lobbies where you're not fighting next to each other. You're running yeah. around in a circle. Right. Right, right. And you're clumping the zombies together and then you're mowing them down and then you're running around in a circle and you're clumping the zombies together and you're mowing them down. Well, I would run it around in a circle or Shane would because it's going both both ways. We'd run around in a circle, get the zombies all clumped up and then slowly lead them towards the other person. <laughs> and then either you merge the hordes or one of one of the people dies and the other one gets away <laughs> so that's what i'm talking about man that's like good it's that's fun. good clean Amer- it's that's good fun. clean american fun right there i do kind of i do kind of miss playing world war z only because it was like in the beginning i'm not talking about when we, we tried to replay the game in the beginning in the beginning Combat. yeah it was a lot of fun World War Z was, it was a lot of fun like remember creeping down those stairs and it's like trying to get the plan together and we finally figure out we we're gonna let you do all the headshots and we'll clean up all the sloppy seconds and then we got to that next part and it's like well, how are we gonna get through this and i like that type of stuff man actually i had a lot of fun playing gears with joe reynolds because he didn't have a mic so we just kind of had to do like video game sign language where i'm just pointing my gun like they're coming from that way we gotta <laughs> go that way just follow me <laughs> like i had a great time with it I'm getting more and more excited about Cold War. And let me tell you how that works, okay. right, Zach? You're, it's the marketing, right? You know, I'm a guy that's a sucker for marketing. Very Willful. good marketing. Uh, I, I, very, very I'm, good. I, I forgot to pay my YouTube bill, so commercials came back for a brief second, and I started throwing up on myself. And uh, But a Cold War commercial came up, and I sat down, and it was one of those ones that was edited of all the commercials and the one. And I was just like, oh, this is amazing. I'm horrible at this game, but this commercial makes me feel like I could be better at this game. This time could be different. This time, with this $60, I won't be as bad. There's more to this game, though, right? With the last game, it was multiplayer. Uh, Apparently, the story is very good. I never played the story, and it's not worth the 260-gig download to play the story at this point. Um, Yeah. Um, And Warzone, right? Where this is going to have the extension of Warzone. It's going to have the multiplayer. It's going to have the single player, and it's going to have zombies. And zombies is always fun. Now, zombies got a little off the rails. Black Ops Three, Black Ops Four, where it just got it got a little too crazy, right? But man, is it still fun? It's still fun. Like you don't even have to be good at it. You can just go ten rounds and die, and it's still a good time. You know, it's funny. We were talking about this other day. I'm not. I'm not diverting, but you just bring up how big Warzone has got, uh, how big Modern War Modern Warfare has gotten, and thinking about the next gen console. I really do like the fact that Sony's rolling out this new uh, part component for the game, where it's like, hey, you don't have to install every aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. If you're just going to be playing the PvP, just download. Well, you can just download that portion and play it. If you're just going to be playing the campaign, you can just download the campaign. If you're just going to be playing zombies. You can just download the, that part because I was wondering how it was going to work out with their storage capacity. Mm-hmm. And uh, as of yet, no one's speaking on the upgradability. We'll get back to that later, but I think that's going to be pretty cool. 
this game is going to be fun. Yeah, I, I think, agree. I, I 100% agree. I think uh, I thought it was great that Shane walked up to me at the school today, and he's like, he's going to take vacation. It reminded me of old school, like when I first met you guys. When you Wait, were still- is he taking vacation for when COD comes out? <laughs> That's what he said. Well, he didn't tell me. <laughs> I'll have to schedule my vacation. Here's something I, I did want to run by you, right? So I think it would be great. And what I, I have not brought this up to Zach, so I'm not going to lie and say, hey, we're going to do an episode. And I talked to him about it. I think we should do an episode five ways to have a good time and what to expect hosted by Zach in regards to Call of Duty. So in my mind, well, let the beta happen first, and then I could probably I could probably outline it. Hold on, let me make a pitch here. In my mind, I envision. Oh, right, you, you pitch. Uh, we're doing we're doing Shark Tank. You pitch. <laughs> in my mind, I see you sitting there, with the Hawaiian shirt on, right? Okay. Clipboard. You got to pretend that you're a guidance counselor, but not any guidance counselor. Can I use not my someone... legal pad instead. Yes, you can use your legal pad, but you you're not a successful guidance counselor. That's the look we're going for. You're a I can't let one more die on my shift guidance counselor kind of look. That's what we're going for, right? And you're going to come in front of the camera, and you're going to give everyone your experience on Call of Duty and how they know if the game is going to suck within the first day or to know if the game is going to be good. And then you're going to teach noobs how to become passives and passives how to become submissives and submissives how to become aggressors. Those are the stages of COD as I've recognized. <laughs> Man, that's, you're putting a lot in my plate. It's very easy for you to, you know, and listen, I'm out already. Um, it's very easy for you to come and say, hey, I need you to do this this five hours worth of work for, for a video for my entertainment uh, and, and offer no no benefit or, or no or no companionship in this whatsoever. No, um, no, you didn't, let, you didn't let me finish the rest of the pitch, right? So COVID is still going on. So obviously if it wasn't, I would be sitting there in the background right and we'd be doing face-to-face interviews with people and when they ask who that guy is in the background you're just like don't worry about that guy just worry about me you keep your eyes on me i'm out i think (laughs) i'm out i'm out that's this is what hold on this is what i heard you say right (laughs) Right, hey i feel like zach should come in with having done four hours worth of paperwork and writing For this next video that I want to do. Oh, and then tack on how to tell people how to play and point out and coach people, which seems like another 40 hours worth of work for a 45 minute video that's going to get 13 years. Wait, 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 wait. You haven't even gotten into the type of people I'm going to be bringing to you yet, right? I'm, I'm going to be scraping the barrel of IG looking for the biggest posers, the biggest wannabes and the biggest tryhards for you to coach them up and make them successful players. This doesn't sound like fun. This sounds like a lot of fucking work for for essentially zero payoff. This doesn't sound fun at all. This actually, I'm frustrated thinking about this and how much work. Oh, and then on top of that, I would have to do all of the recording, set up all of the audio, do all of the lighting. And if we were doing it in person, right, hypothetically, and then I have to do all of the post-production. You could do, you can, you could stay in my basement and we can film it in my basement. I didn't even talk about getting a set together. <laughs> I, I didn't even mention that. I mentioned everything else involved once the set is already finished. I was hoping that you what? would provide the set. I would. I will provide. But the I don't set, want it to be I, done I, in I the got, basement. I, I want it to be I, done I, in in a full set. I, I need like no, a no, no, like no, a no, sixty minute like, style set. You can, you can live in my basement while you're. Working I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to. No, no. I'll I don't bring wanna, you. I'll bring you food. No, I don't right? want your food. <laughs> I make here's, better here's food. The, here's the here's the here's the payoff. 
you can kill all the people after it's over. That doesn't sound no. That sounds even worse because then I had to do a <laughs> prison after. <laughs> Prison's not that bad, man. The boiled eggs, cookies. From I don't what like I've eggs. <laughs> Oh my god! You're you're just falling deeper into garbage here. I'm getting angry. It's gonna be pretty cool, man. Like I got a, a couple of guys that I'm gonna play with. Uh, obviously, uh, present company inclu- included. That I'm just gonna like run through, and uh, I'm getting excited for this. And it's good to get excited for something, man. I was excited for Avengers, not let down. Getting excited for this, not let down. It's good to see people. I actually talked to a few folks who had not played Call of Duty in quite some time, who are coming back specifically for this game interestingly enough man (laughs) you know what you absolutely could this would be a good game to come back on um from what i've played during the playstation alpha i don't have much to say other than that um we got some uh weekends coming up for beta access right this weekend 8 through 12 uh ps4 early access is october 8th and 9th and then the ps4 open beta is the 10th 11th and 12th uh, which is hey, that's pretty exciting. And then weekend two is the following weekend. We get the crossplay beta where PS4 has open access the entire time. Xbox and PC have early access for 15 and 16. And then we have open access on all platforms, October 17th through 19th. So very, very excited for this. I will be, I'll be there from the 15th on um, right. getting some games in and, you know, giving, giving reviews and apparently fucking teaching people how to play the game. But I don't want to do that off the beta. I'll uh, I'll give some information. I'll talk about the game a lot. I'm sure when the when the weekends are up. So, uh, big hope for the game. I know we've gone through this before, but as we close in, I'm, I'm going to ask this question over and over again. It's called you know do some open ended questions here. Okay. Big big hope for the game. Well, next week we'll do big worry, but today we're doing big hope. What is your big hope? First thing that comes to your mind, what are you hoping for most out of this game? Uh, that it returns to a traditional Call of Duty. Um, that's my big hope, is boots on the ground, which we know we're getting, solid, quick gameplay with, you know, outplayability, right? And I'll say that where in Modern Warfare, if you start getting shot, there is no chance for you to get out of the out of the line of sight, heal up, and then get back into the fight and, and now have knowledge of where that guy is, right? There is, there is no opportunity for that you die so fast um hopefully we'll have that a little bit in in cold war um and just a higher skill ceiling we're gonna hold them to it we're gonna hold them to it so now i gotta transition into something that i just find like a a find a bit strange and i'm going straight down the list here so sony finally sent out samples to select reviewers and to some select developers to kind of go back through the process right None of the reviewers have released their findings publicly yet. None of the reviewers have been allowed to even show the user interface Correct. for it yet. There's, there's an embargo on it. So here's the thing that really trips me out about this. The release date is fast approaching. We know even less than we did before. But there is one thing that did come out of this whole thing. Apparently, one reviewer was able to leak some information regarding the PlayStation 5 and completely dispel the rumors that it overheats. Thing runs cool as a cucumber from the early reports. I didn't it think is, it was going to run hot. I, I, you've said that time and time again, and I never thought it was going to run hot. I've said what's been reported or the speculation. It's not something that I've actually bought into, but it's been a genuine concern based on the design from a few people. Some, one guy went as far as to do a mock engineer explanation as to why it would potentially run hot. Apparently, things running extremely cool. 
Also, it is a big boy and requires a stand for vertical or horizontal, it's apparently. Huge. But it's huge. <laughs> not so big where it looks gaudy. Uh, I've seen some uh, stills of it on uh, some people. Like, they build a mock uh, home entertainment system, and they have it comparatively next to a PlayStation 4 that's standing up vertically. Actually, it doesn't it's, look that bad against the, uh, against the wood. It's 40% bigger or something, though. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing that looks really crazy about it is the part that looks like a baseball brim sticking out the side of it. That is something that if you are not into a very modern, postmodern kind of design in your house, it's going to stand out. So if your grandmother gave you a nice wood entertainment system and it's just kind of understated, this is not the system for you because it's literally going to look like I have no idea standing there. But otherwise than that, we got nothing else to work with. We got nothing. There's nothing else to work with. Apparently, people in Japan are going crazy about the old oh, man. Zach were talking about this before. It took him a second to kind of catch on to why people were frustrated. Traditionally, the X button for all you PS5 uh, PlayStation users has I been. I haven't heard about this. Yeah, it's a uh, who reported on Rich uh, Rich Tech reported on it, and I watched the video, and then I went to go look up the article, and then uh, yeah, they switched. Uh, this is allegedly, according to uh, this report, they switched the uh, the X. With the O, not physically, but just an operation. I think it's something I would get used to fairly quickly. Is this something that would like piss you off? I know you're not a bit you're not a big console guy, but you spent a lot of time playing PlayStation on uh the PlayStation 3. Is this something that would throw you off and make you really upset? Um, I'm not gonna play it. It doesn't matter to me. I'm looking at some like Reddit posts from 2015, um, where the PlayStation 4 allowed you to switch X and O. Like yeah. th this is an update from over a year ago where it allows you to switch. And apparently Japan O has always been confirmed. Um, but yeah, in the PlayStation system currently, you can switch that. So it, it literally is uh, this topic. And I'm sorry to ruin it so quickly for you. Um, it's it's already obsolete. 2016, they had the same thing. Um, they had switched this in 2016 in the in the asia region um and i have i'm looking at like five different <laughs> um articles that all say the same thing so i i don't think it matters i think they have this solution already and, and we kind of only got half the story going into this yeah no i read the full article i don't understand why people were being very upset about it i don't understand why people why this was a big deal i just thought it was a a weird what is this guy's name review tech usa i love this guy's channel i don't understand why it was an issue because it's not like it's a muscle memory thing where you can't readjust to it right it's not something that yeah, you but you, can't... you've been using playstation for how long how long would it take for you to realize that x is canceled now and always confirmed it would be a it long take... time it would be a long time you don't realize it because you're not doing it right it would take a, it would take you four months to finally get that figured out and do it 100% without having to look at the controller or doing it wrong the first time. And, and then if you became tired and you weren't thinking about it, you would still fuck it up, right? So it is super frustrating. I totally understand that. But I this was fixed. I this was fixed months ago, years ago. <laughs> and I don't it was think it Asia was only. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I usually do that, but I didn't mean to that time. Uh... Oh wait, where is it? I was trying to see if I can find the actual the actual article again. Yeah, PS4 like, 6.5 update from 2018 allows you to switch the X and O. This one, this report came from Hitaku. Have you heard of this? Uh, they do a lot of reporting on on consoles in Japan. No. 
Yeah, this came from the review. Richmond Review Tech was talking about it, but apparently this is something people are reacting. Oh, I'm sorry, Kotaku. I know and, who Kotaku is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I Kotaku is a very, very uh, huge. Yeah. There, so, no, this has been, this Sony has been is, ongoing for four years, man. So here it is, right here. This is from. This is regarding exclusively the uh, the PlayStation Five. Sony is changing the confirm and cancel buttons in Japan, and folks aren't happy. Yeah, in the West, the X button has long been the PlayStation's button to confirm selections, actions, and more. But ever since the original PlayStation went on sale in Japan in 1994, the circle button has been the action button. That's going to change. Uh, I cannot pronounce this person's name, so I don't want to butcher it. Our uh, Fatatsumu and AV Watch are reporting in Japan the PlayStation Five. Five's dual sense controller will change its action button from X to bring the region into global uniformity. Okay, so they're switching it to make them match everyone else with right, the international. In the PS4, there is a setting that lets you swap it. So I'm assuming yeah. people are just going to toggle it on and off as they as they please. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't this doesn't seem like something that would like bug me out too much i wonder why people are having such a strong reaction to it if the solution is that quick it's a 20 year change right if something has been this okay so you go out of your house tomorrow and you have to drive on the left side of the road right wait hold on hold on for a second let me stop you right there so you just said that the solution is fairly simple right you can remap the buttons on the playstation correct So but you're trying to figure my... out you're trying to figure out why before you knew that this was this was a solution right you were trying to figure out why it was such a big deal Right. And and PlayStation is such a huge part of the culture over there. Right. And everyone owns a right. PlayStation and everyone natively knows, oh, was confirmed in Japan. Right. And right. now they're switching that by default. You know, right. that's that's the issue, whether or not there's a solution for it or how quick it is. You know, that, that's besides the point. But their default now is opposite of what it has been for the last 20 years. So I, I totally understand why they're frustrated. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Definitely would take me four months to figure out on PlayStation. I promise you it would. It would take a long time. It's like when they change icons on uh, apps on your phone. It takes a while to get used to that new icon. Eh, Maybe. Or or layout of Android. When Android changes the layout from swipe or from uh, the three buttons on the bottom to swipe, that took me a while to, to get used to. You know, what's funny is though, I usually count on Japan to see a lot of stuff about the Sony before any Sony console that's ever released before. This would be the first time in my lifetime since they've been making PlayStations where I have Ugats to work with. And I was talking about that with another buddy, like absolutely nothing. Like normally, normally you would have something, some renders or even some, an actual person gameplay or showcase. They used to be famous for that. I remember the first PlayStation release and we were just kind of sitting around. You you, have to remember the first PlayStation released six months before north america in japan right it, yeah. they're not doing that they haven't yeah. done that since the ps2 i believe uh but they still had different types of showcases so even though it didn't release before then they had a great kind of like expo where you could kind of just watch that now because of COVID. yeah no not like a live expo obviously but you could still do a virtual expo or something like my point they, was yeah, they've that, done so many different stupid shit yeah. with the fucking playstation already for north america it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know i see i i totally get it i i totally get get what you're saying but it, the world is so much different from when the ps2 came out to now yeah right it came out six months in advance march to october for the ps2 and i think the ps3 released on the same time so yeah yeah this is a dead topic man we'll see what they do it was just interesting to see that that was happening and people were having that reaction 
I hope it's not, it's not going to stop anyone from buying it. Moving on to topic four, this is probably the biggest one of the day for me personally as a fight fan. Because according to Israel's coach, which this is always a subjective, just a weird thing to get into because coaches traditionally, I think, should kind of stay out of the limelight, but they're always going to get interviewed, so they got to answer the question. One of his coaches was asked, you know, what's the next big move for Israel? And this thing's really starting to take uh, take off now that he thinks 205 would be the next step, would make the most sense for Israel to go up, especially for his career, if we're talking about continuing the trajectory of him being a dominant fighter. Because after beating Acosta, I think now even I would agree that there's no immediate challenger yeah. for the belt, so why not start building on your legacy? So heading up to 205, take a tune-up fight. I don't know if he should jump right into a fight with John Jones. Only a moron would suggest that and think that he actually has a chance. That's a fact. You won't convince me otherwise. <laughs> Only they, they also wouldn't fight unless it's for the belt, right? So John no. is going to have to go and beat Jan Blakovich, right? Mm-hmm. And Wait, Izzy is going to have to – go ahead. Let me stop you right there. So, no, maybe before traditionally it would have to be for a belt, but we're in the BMF days. True. Now it does it doesn't have to be for a belt. Now it could just be for the fact. And actually, this is better for MMA fans because there have been plenty of super fights that could have happened when both fighters neither had a belt and they were on their ascent or one didn't have a belt. But here's the problem, right? I'm just gonna be the guy to bring in reality. So Israel Adesanya, I would say, walks around. I'm open to be corrected about this at 215 max for his body frame, maybe 220 out of camp, if even that. John Jones allegedly walks around at 235, 240, and a lot of that's muscle. Israel Asanya, most of the guys he's beaten at middleweight, the wrestlers he's beaten have been guys who are a little bit shorter than him and have not been able to take or muscle him the way that a John Jones would. This fight, sure. though it's going to be pitched, you heard it here from me first. John smokes him. I'm, yeah, I'm prepared to waste my 60 bucks. But if we're talking about the allure and the what-if factor, so I'm kind of mapping out in my head, how could Israel beat him? Staying on the outside isn't going to serve him in this one, right? Staying on the outside and the guy who's longer than you, who's probably not going to engage, someone who's as intelligent as John, that's not going to serve him. So I'm thinking this might be the first time that we see in Israel's UFC career, his MMA career, where he moves in and fights in a different aggression. That's the... That's the only way I could see him like this fight playing out. And that would be amazing because when you go back and look at some of Israel's uh, kickboxing matches, even the one he lost in, there was a time where he would march guys down and just basically show off a different skill set of offense. I I think it's going to be amazing. But is it going to happen? Is it worth happening? It's funny to hear Ariel Hawani campaigning this because – even though I don't like him most of the time, not him personally, I, I actually enjoy him as a person. I just don't like his uh, bias in the reporting of fights. It's interesting to hear him push this one so much. And the super fan in me wants to, wants to believe that this is something that's already in the works, but it can't be. There's no way that John bulked up this one. What do you, what do you think? I've heard Dana talk about it too, but then again, Dana's in the promotion business and not in the fight making business, essentially. Um, man here's the issue right izzy's small for 185 he's a smaller guy at 85 yeah his frame is tiny how there's no way he's gonna survive against john there's no way i i honestly don't think listen he could have he could have all of the skill in the world but john's the best best at the game you know 
intelligently like in regards to fight tactics Absolutely. i think there's only there's only one other person i think two other people actually and that would be dominic cruz and uh demetrius johnson three of the most intelligent guys when it comes to uh to fighting but i agree but this is see this is how they rope you in though right because there's no way he should be able to beat him sure there was there's no way i remember when they were promoting the mayweather versus canelo fight they're like this guy's old his hands are broken his ribs are done in for and I still bought it. Yeah. I still, I still bought it knowing. And then right at that last moment, that sobering moment, I was like, oh, wait, this was a huge waste of money. Same thing happened to me with the Conor McGregor versus Mayweather fight. I'm like, this is. But what if? A, <laughs> like, this was, this was a huge waste. I'm obviously going to do a live reaction if they do that fight. That would be the first and last time I do anything like that. Because genuinely, I just like to sit back, enjoy the fights. That's I get a little tense during John Jones fights. But that one, I'm going to have to sit. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> a little tense. <laughs> I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to really call that one. Here's the thing, right? So you're a better person to pose this question to. Do we need this fight? Do we need it? Is the UFC in a place right now where it absolutely needs to put on this fight? Man, that's a good question. I don't know what the, what the uh, pay-per-view numbers were for... Adesanya versus Costa. I haven't even looked at it, right? That was a huge fight. That was a huge, a huge for fight. whatever fucking reason. I don't understand it still. <laughs> um, but that was a huge fight. I don't know if their numbers were less than a million. Then mm -hmm. yeah, the UFC needs it desperately. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I, I mean, I could pre I could pretty much tell you exactly how the fight's gonna go, w probably within a margin of error. Because John is, is going to be the significantly bigger guy, uh, yeah. Israel Adesanya has never fought someone with that kind of fight IQ. I don't. I mean, Gastelum maybe, um, and Gastelum's the only person who's ever given him trouble, right? And Gastelum doesn't even compare doesn't even compare to John Jones as far as ability and knowledge and you know high level ground game and high level striking. Gastelum doesn't compare, right? Gastelum size him up into. Uh, 205 and he's a top 10 guy he's not a top 5 and he's not a contender right I don't think I don't, I don't know Izzy doesn't this would be the first finish from John since the Gus 2 fight right yeah if, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's funny that you already got to set down as a finish yeah and I literally I have, have it as a finish a, I have it as a finish I have it as a submission I, I have it as yes. a head and arm choke yeah, I, and, <laughs> and potentially very quickly in the first right like, because John slips one punch hits, hits a double leg and Izzy doesn't know what to do after that, you yeah. know, and that's the unfortunate thing about Adesanya. He seemed to be, he threw up triangles against Gasolum, but it was in the fifth round. They were yeah. both fucking on fumes, right? They yeah. had no gas tank left where he's going to be the sloppiest. It's not going to happen in the first round. You know, he, he would have to go and say, hey, John, we're going to do this, but it's going to be 14 months from now and then go live with fucking Ben Askren and do wrestling practice every day for the next year. You mean Damian Maya? I don't think Jits is the way to do it. I think you have to out wrestle. <laughs> no, no, he's no, he's it's definitely not. I was just making. Fun I think of you have to out. I think you have to out or go live with DC, right, and out and out wrestle him. And even then, I don't think I don't think it'll be enough because DC couldn't out wrestle him. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, there's Corey Anderson might might be a good example of of decent decent chain wrestling. Gustafsson might be a fucking great example. He might have to move to Sweden. And go train with Jan Blankovic and fucking Gustafsson. 
that that's that's where he would have to go. That that's my choice. Is if he goes up to fucking Sweden and does wrestling practice with Gustafsson every day for the next year. Is, that's interesting. It, what is it about Gus's uh, Gus's wrestling that you like? I've heard a lot about his chain wrestling and and on how if you're gonna if you're gonna try to get Gus down, you better be thinking five steps ahead. And I think mm-hmm. John John's wrestling is very similar. I think yeah. John and Gus are, are maybe two of the best stylistic matchups of all time because of yeah. of how clean both strikings are and how good of wrestling both of them have. Yeah, I think the only problem that Gus ran into uh, with John was, and I'm actually going to go this way with the original fight, right? So I'm, I'm in the minority, right? I don't actually believe any of the shit John said. I don't believe that he was underprepared. I don't believe he was on drugs. I think he might he might have been underprepared, but I believe in Gus as a talent. Gus came in there and he brought something to the heavy, light heavyweight division that no one had seen before, which was genuine boxing, even though it was an amateur level, mm-hmm. and foot movement, right? Mm-hmm. And up until and up until then, John had pretty much been ragdolling people, having his way with them, got into some opposition, and we got to see him go against a skill set that he's never really dealt with before. And at that time in MMA, I can prove it to you without much effort that there wasn't any boxing like that in sure. light heavyweight. No, like, no I, you're, you're 100% right. There's still not much like it. Yeah, like... Right? You, 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 People trying to make the comparison, like, well, Shogun's boxing. I'm like, ah, no. not really boxing. You know, shoot the box. Not really. Maybe the same word, but not really <laughs> the same thing. But here's the crazy thing, right? So you're right. You're absolutely correct. D- uh, Dominic Cruz and Alliance has spoken volumes about Gustafson and the jumps he made in wrestling. I can't remember the exact quote. Brandon Schaub also said it uh in regards to uh gustafson yeah right everyone Br- shab was a wrestler he, at one point or whatever and he said that he went and tried to try to wrestle fucking gustafson yeah. and he got smoked yeah and he's really good and the really good thing he's good uh gustafson's really good if you watch it when he does get taken out he's really good with the quick one hand post they do the kickoff it's yeah. almost instant almost instant and and he's the only person to have ever taken down both john jones and daniel cormier and he's the only person to have potentially beaten both of them and didn't get the belt. True. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, I think the only other person in the UFC at the moment is Stipe who would be able to do that. I think Stipe could get John Jones down, right? Because of how much bigger and how much more how much more powerful I think he would be. Um, Absolutely. And he did take he did take DC down. I think John's. Uh, path to victory with Stipe is way narrow, but I pretty much have it mapped out in my head, yeah, and he, I see I Port- he wins that fight now, unfortunately. Why? Because you see how big he's gotten? I, I didn't got. I, I didn't expect him to blow up either. I, yeah. It's actually becoming less exciting. I was just like, oh, we're going to see a puny John go up to heavyweight and have to use every bit, every trick Everything. The book to win. <laughs> yeah, but Stipe also doesn't back down the way that most people John fights. No. Right, that's why no. DC was so competitive with him. Yeah, that's DC why I'll do I'll defend your Stipe fanboyism to anyone because Stipe, I've recognized that Stipe is an amazing fighter with a high IQ. And if you can't see that, then something's, I won't say something, I won't disparage you. Something's but wrong. Something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're not, you're not, I'll protect Steve's own <laughs> You're not looking at it objectively. But it sounds like we're in agreement about this. But here's the problem, folks, right? We're still going to watch it. You know why? Because oh, yeah. we're idiots. No, well, because I watch every stigma. card. What do you mean? I watch every <laughs> fucking card. I watched this card last week. That was, it was a sleeper card, but it was kind of yeah. putting me to sleep most of the way through it. Dude, I, I fell asleep for the first time in years on the yeah. car. I woke up and it was the main <laughs> event. I'm like, oh, that was that. Santana's yeah. like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, I didn't miss it. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. You know, you didn't really miss much. Um, oh, 
Hey, wait, wait. I, I gotta gotta pick your brain a little bit. We gotta go back to the business part. So you don't think the UFC needs needs to do this? No, I I, I need to I, look at Izzy versus cost of pay per view numbers before I decide that. Um, all right. I don't know if I could find them. So here's the next question was I got to ask: Is it UFC 253? Yes. Is it should they not do this to their latest star? So I don't think Izzy's marketability is quite there yet. I see a 000. lot of people. They did seven hundred thousand. Yeah. They absolutely need to do this fight. <laughs> yeah, like they need to do it tomorrow. Literally, but, literally. Do you think they would be sacrificing a, a potential golden calf on the mountain to make for him at at eighty five? There's no one coming up either. I actually, There's it's funny because it's it's a very shallow division. Uh, in a division I mean, yeah. that could be the most exciting division in the, in the sport, right? Because they're big enough to where there's a lot yeah. of fucking power, and they're small enough to where they're still they could be very technical. And it's just it's not that at the moment. It's also very it's, funny that some of the best fights in that division right now, Leon Edwards, Wonder Boy, Leon Edwards is running away from Wonder Boy. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Really? Leon Edwards has because this is the first time Wonder Boy has ever called anyone out on Twitter. Said, "Hey, Leon Edwards, you don't have a fight. I don't have a fight. Let's fight." And Leon Edwards is like, "Well, I'm ranked this, and I don't think I should fight him." And it's like, <laughs> "Dude, no, absolutely, you should fight him. That'd be a great fight." Hold on for a second. You just confirmed something. So Wonder Boy offered to go up and fight at a no. Leon Edwards is at freaking welterweight. Never mind. I got got the names. Did wrong. I just fuck this all up? I might have. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I just realized. I realized because you really just got me gassed for a second. I was like, if Wonder Boy literally said he's going up the middleweight, I called it. They're gonna book Israel versus Wonder Boy. I actually have Israel smoking him, but I think it's still gonna be a great fight. Uh, but yeah, it I all got my bad. I was seven. No, that's all right. Uh, I think Leon Edwards should duck Wonder Boy. Because who wants to lose their spot after getting this close? Haven't we all learned something from Tony Ferguson? Can't we all take a page out of that? You book? know, Dana said that that's what he's booking next. If uh, if Khabib wins, right? What? Khabib versus Tony Ferguson? Oh, I saw some type of headline there. Yeah. I thought you were gonna he said he would risk an asteroid hitting the planet yeah, yeah, to book yeah, yeah. that fight, and I'm like, motherfucker, you better. You better. <laughs> it, it, there's Dude, no I, one at 85. Let's go back to this. There's there's absolutely oh, sorry, zero sorry, sorry. people at 85. Uh, Cannon Air is, yeah. I, I I just don't know if they should. Let's call them out. Let's you, According to Zach, who are the stars in the UFC right now that have the potential of hitting 1 million pay-per-views? Name three. Uh, Khabib. Khabib. That's it. That's it. <laughs> there is no other star in the UFC that big. Right, and we have great fighters in this era, right? We no, the, the, yeah. the best there has ever been. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The best <laughs> there has ever been. And it, it only goes that way, right? That's not, that's not a, that's an easy thing to say, right? right? Because from 10 years ago to now, everybody now top five would smoke everybody in the UFC then, right? Absolutely. Well, I mean, there are some people who are still left over. Glover's left over. John technically probably is left over. Besides that point, right? 15 years ago, let's say. Um, but even past that, in the next 10 years, the people who are champion in, in 10 years from now would have smoked everybody of this of this era. And that's just the way it's going to be. The sport's going to evolve and everyone's going to get better, right? Because right. people are going to be true mixed martial artists coming into it instead of boxing with a little bit of wrestling thrown in or, yeah. or jits with a little bit of boxing thrown in. Right. Or a wrestler with nothing thrown in. Right, Ben Askren. Um, yeah. Poor bastard. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did get called a young super, superstar by Trump, though. Um, did he? Yeah, because uh, Mazadal went to one of the rallies. Obviously, we saw the pictures of it. Yeah. So we got this guy here. He knocked that, uh, that, 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 that young superstar, the guy who was supposed to be the best thing in the UFC. He knocked him out Mas in five seconds. Wait, Masvidal went to a Trump rally? 
Yeah, he's a huge Trump fan. He's been touring. He? He's been touring around the southern states with Trump Jr. in the fucking in the super necessary bus or whatever. Even I heard about those. What could that conversation be like? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Anyway, <laughs> there is no one else besides Khabib at the moment in the UFC. I mean, maybe Adesanya, but obviously this is the biggest fight he's been in. Uh, it's seven hundred thousand yeah. pay per view buys. It was also probably his easiest fight too. Um, it, it's interesting. Interesting thing about Khabib. Oh, and actually, since we're talking about Khabib, and you brought Adesanya up at the same point, I'm going to get to something that actually pisses me off a little bit. But interesting thing about Khabib. I believe the star power is there for him. He's, he's definitely huge, dude. He's huge. You you huge. and Cash have, have both said that you disagree on how big Khabib actually is. Khabib is one of the most talked about sports athletes in the world you know yeah him and connor are on the same level of fame they really yeah. are connor's, I think the connor's re- more flaunty I think the re- in, in your face and you might not notice how big khabib is khabib is fucking enormous dude no no no. i never take for granted how big khabib is in eastern europe i think the difference uh between i can't really speak for cash but the difference between my opinion on that subject is i've watched khabib come into the ufc right so i've watched his career develop i've sure. watched i've seen his. i know how huge he is like in sambo sports acts i'm talking about i went into a sambo gym not let's not really call it that though <laughs> but i went into a, a gym where there were some sambo practitioners and this, they were talking about him when he fought abel Trujillo. like he's been a star before he came here yeah i think conor mcgregor's star shines a little bit higher because he was considered like a breakout crossover star more familiar to the general fans like uh non uh the non-initiated and stuff like that the interesting thing about khabib's star power though is i think it has what it takes to sustain a loss it depends on who the loss is to. If he loses to Justin Gaethje, they're going to almost immediately have to run that fight back because yeah. no one's going to, no one expects him to lose to Justin Gaethje. But if he loses to a Tony Ferguson, for instance, then that's a trilogy type of fight right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Right? right? You, you see what I'm saying here? Like Mike Tyson loses to Buster Douglas. It takes something off the shine, right? Because it's like, how did you lose to this guy? This wasn't a part of the narrative. Yeah. But Mike Tyson loses to Evander Holyfield, then it's like, hey, we got something here. Right, we, we can run this back a couple of times. Sure, I think that uh, the only thing about Khabib, though. So let I'm me sorry. give this example. Right, I'm looking at this website about the yeah. most talked about athletes in the world. There right. are three athletes, and I'm assuming higher is better here. Uh, with the with a search score of 100, which Google, right? They take that Google to Google Analytics and, and look at that. There are three athletes in the world with a search score of 100. Those are Conor McGregor, Khabib Nurmagomedov, and Cristiano Ronaldo, right? To be in the same category as both Conor and Cristiano Ronaldo as the most searched athletes in the world, that is that is incredible, right? Steve lost audio. He's trying to figure out as to why this is a terrible idea to buy uh, wireless headsets and not charge them prior to this. I'm not sure, but you know, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that. Um, It's, it's actually absurd uh, of how big Connor and Khabib are. And that's why that fight was so big, but I don't think that a fight ever happens again. Unfortunately, fortunately, actually, I think it never happens again. So we're at a little bit of a lull here. Now that Steve is gone. Well, he's there. He's there in spirit. He just can't hear us. His headset's clearly not on. His mic is muted too. So I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on here. 
Yeah. Um, I guess we're going to take a quick pause and, and try to figure this out. And we're back from a small technical difficulty there of... I, this has been days since we spoke last. I have no idea what happened since. <laughs> I've literally been in the abyss running around. <laughs> I didn't have this beard beforehand. Um, I mean, to, to end the point, right, There are there is no huge seller in the UFC at the moment. There is no mm-hmm. superstar, and I actually think that's partially because the UFC is terrible at uh, at marketing their fighters generally. Um, yeah. The people who have been huge notoriously within the UFC have been marketed themselves. Um, Connor is the great example there. Connor did all of his own marketing before, you know, uh, the UFC did anything for him, and they probably still haven't. So you know, that's my point. I've made that point before. Yeah, the interesting thing about that is if you go back to the dark days, and I'm, I'm, this is not really the dark days. Dark days would be considered the inception of the UFC. But if you go back to the Chuck Liddell days, Chuck Liddell is not, he's infamously known for not being what you call a prom- self-promoter. He was promoted. And I think that's the last time I've actually seen him be able to do that. Ronda, on the other hand, might, you can make an argument for her as well. But there was a lot to work with there, right? It's there was huge. The first female yeah. superstar, right? Yeah. And that's all that you need to sell. That's it. Yeah. That was all that they need. That was handed to them on a silver platter. You know, how much could they have done with John Jones? How big could John Jones be? I knew you were going to say that. And it's funny because no one else is responsible for John's problems as marketability than John. So there's a whole so there's a whole story about that because John could have literally, literally been the first crossover. No disrespect to Rashad Evans. First crossover African-American UFC superstar. And he still is. But I'm talking about on a basketball player level. Like, people were drawn to John when he became the champion. Man. I was there. I was there. I you know what screwed me? Man, but basketball players are huge, dude. Huge. Let me paint you a picture, right? People show up for fighter expos. They do this, right? God rest his soul. My buddy Alex Santana, if he was here, he would tell you right now. Like, people show up, and they get a good fan base. When John, Ronda, and I forgot who the third person was, they went to go do an interview at 42nd Street. People showed up for John. Now, why is that weird? People actually showed up for a light heavyweight champion. Why is that weird? No one has done that since Chuck Liddell. People liked Leota Machida. But no one was coming out throwing their panties at him. Like Chuck Liddell, for all intents and purposes, a man who shouldn't have been a champion was a superstar. <laughs> and, people, you know, and people showed out for, for John. I think John, if you ever go back to business school, you could literally, if you ever go to business school, you could literally do a case study on how not to run your personal brand, according to John Jones. Because he, <laughs> dude, like, he was step number G- one. <laughs> yeah. Don't hit pregnant Coke. women. <laughs> step number two. Cocaine. Do, do less coke. <laughs> Step number three. Threaten to smack DC's wife's ass. <laughs> you know what's crazy about uh, Luke Rockhold, another guy, screwed it all up, man. Huge marketability. Yeah, Don't he tried know to be what... the heel, though. He tried to yeah. be the heel, and it wasn't very good at it. Yeah. Oh. Well, you got. there's got to be some wit there, right? Right. Dude. The only person who's ever been good at being a heel in the UFC is Chael. <sighs> Truly is Chael. Connor's not a heel. His he, he, he's yeah. too lovable. Yeah. You know, Chael was legitimately the only heel that I could I could recall that was a legitimate heel, like in yeah. WWE style heel. Yeah, but also 
and Chell's so intelligent he can just literally flip it on you because right he goes on the he goes on the ultimate fighter and it's like hold on for a second this guy's extremely intelligent yeah and i'm not just talking about fight iq intelligent no, like no, he's an very smart very intelligent dude his book is pretty amazing too but at any rate f john jones f israel adesanya if this fight happens they're gonna get my 60 bucks now i'm sorry 69 dollars well i keep saying 60 like it's 10 years ago it's 69 dollars it for yeah, it's sixty nine for a pay per view. Wait, how how don't you know that? Didn't you buy the last pay per view? Yeah, I don't pay attention to things that I'm going to buy regardless. Oh, okay, there you go. I thought maybe it's you were like going gas. I don't know how much I put put in gas in my car because I'm going to buy the gas anyway. It doesn't matter. Ah, oh, you would love. They would love to have you live in California state. That you are the type of guy that Governor Neeson is looking for. He's like, you don't don't worry about how much it costs. No, it's it's dumb expensive there. I know that for a fact. But... <laughs> I, you know, it's things that I'm going to have to buy anyway, right? I just, I generally yeah. don't pay attention to. Even turkey? I don't eat turkey. Like, you don't eat turkey? No. I actually don't, don't, I don't eat- like birds very much. I don't like chicken very much. And I don't like turkey really at all. You like chicken parm? Right, because it's smothered in sauce and cheese. <laughs> you like buffalo chicken? Because it's smothered in buffalo sauce. <laughs> you like general soul chicken? Because it's smothered in sugar. <laughs> And quite possibly might might not be chicken. Uh, speaking it's a good of point. That, it could be fucking <laughs> something other than that. Speaking of things that are smothered and stuff, right? This is going to be su- uber quick, man. I just think it's it's interesting that uh, tr- uh, Trump's uh, press secretary has tested positive for COVID. So right now we we're sitting at about four or five people in his cabinet. Twenty three people had- of the White House coming out of the White House have ha- have been diagnosed with COVID. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> how many of those people are in his inner circle most Ugh. the issue was is that he's the only reason i even know this number or even the idea of this number was because of the fact that there were there were 13 cases in washington dc and or 19 and now trump uh, the trump administration was responsible for another 23 yeah we're creeping and up here. growing and growing by the way um our county is okay we have a small subset of the county that is very bad, actually the worst in the state. Um, yes. So that's the only reason. But anyone outside of that, we're, we're pretty good. Yeah. So what are you talking about? Keeping that small subset county uh, isolated? Is that what you're suggesting? Or are you, uh, Well, they are, are isolated already and, and not as, as to, you know, their dismay. They want to be. Oh, like a, but are you suggesting a more forcible isolation? Were you suggesting some type of barriers or something like that? Uh, no, no, maybe just armed guards on the outside. Ah, yes, and that's the way I like it. But so here's the funny thing about this, right? The spin is in amazing. I, again, I, I've always applauded these people. I, by these people, I mean Trump and his cabinet on a, how well they do at playing to their base and the spin because he comes, he gets released from the hospital today, heads back to the white house, continues the narrative that you should not worry about COVID actually tweets that out, gets back to the white house, takes his mask off immediately and just starts parading in front of the camera. She actually tweeted out as well that she's doing fine. It's not not, to the effect of it's not that big of a deal. And it plays perfectly, man on the political stage. This plays perfectly into their hands where people who wanted a reason not to believe that this was a serious issue will continue to get to believe that. And it's like, at some points, you weren't alive for this, and I barely was, man. It reminds me of the Gotti situation. It reminds me of that situation where it's like, you know this dude is a murderer. You absolutely know he's a murderer. But people would 
parade Gotti around as if he was a saint. You would have thought Giuliani was the bad guy in that scenario, which yeah. is ironic. And, and John Gotti well, was the good guy. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, no. Right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 just crazy. I just I just had to throw that one in the topics list because it's maybe we'll see the entire White House just get infected, but it's not gonna change anything. Moving right along to something that really makes me happy. Huntsman, profitable. Nearly profitable after one year. What does that even mean? I don't know, Steve. What does it mean? Lay it out. You started the topic. No, what, what does it mean to be nearly profitable after one year? What is what does it mean? So if you, I mean if you're breaking even, right? essentially mm-hmm. is as nearly profitable as breaking even um it's, it's incredible and i love that you spun this topic for me to talk about when you had brought it up um it, it's impossible most most companies are not profitable within one year right that's just fact right restaurants even less so um apparel brands none of them are profitable for many many years down the road now they also don't have someone running the company that built the the industry that they're in right because hex essentially built uh, the Call of Duty esports industry, along with Hastro mm-hmm. and and maybe you know Sundance. I guess you can give him some credit for starting MLG along with Adam Apicella. But um, realistically, Hex Hex is the is the Codfather, uh, as a right. lot of people like to call him. Great name. Um, and now after one year, a esports brand or not even an esports brand, a esports team, right? Because Huntsman are technically under NRG Esports. They're not the esports brand they're the team right along with i don't know whatever else they have but they're there because because of hex and it's it's incredible after one year to be profitable especially when you start millions of dollars down having to play your pay your players uh tremendous amounts of money um right off the start to be on your roster so yeah it's incredible it's very very cool to see it's it's incredible business yeah, I was watching that video that I sent you, man, and just kind of doing some research on it myself. I mean, obviously, it is incredible, especially for an esports league, but for a COD team. But here's something that's really interesting to me. It means that the, the investors have to be extremely happy at this point, right? To actually think that, hey, we were in this thing. We invested wisely. We'll possibly get to see a return on our investment. And it's got to make Hex feel good because he's actually doing it the right way. I don't have much else to equate this to other than my previous field, man, but I've seen people start crisis intervention companies from nothing right maybe two or three guys working in their agency mm-hmm. build up the build up the brand they're not making any real money off of it because even if they, you're splitting a one thousand dollar a day take home 500 goes to the company the company's got to pay for liability insurance and probably more than for- that essentially yeah. right and most yeah. of that most of the money that you make as a company in your first five years uh, all goes of it back. essentially it goes right back into the company um, yeah. And there is no way about it. Most of the time, if you're running the company, you know, Damon John is very fit or um, yeah, Damon John is very famous for saying that the first nine years of his company that sells billions of dollars of clothing a year now, he didn't make any money from. Right. Yeah, same thing. With, same thing with restaurants. There are some of the some of the greatest restaurants that have ever existed. Never in Manhattan. make money. Never yeah. make money. Well, and especially in a market like Manhattan is that the rent yeah. is so expensive on top of all the other food costs and yeah. employee costs that it's impossible to make money on these things. Right. And so for a restaurant, it's the seven year corner. <laughs> like once if you yeah. make it past seven years then you get into that profit. But it's, it's cool. To see, it's cool to see this. Right. And it's it's actually encouraging for like and this is unreal, not even close in the same realm, to see someone like Hex, because when you talk about self-made people, this is literally what the term is suggesting, right? That to have a vision, a goal, 
and to actually be able to see that all the way through and get to this place where most people scoffed at stuff like this. I remember someone did a report, I believe it was in a, like the New York Times or something like that, when they first started paying people to game or the concept of people game. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the exact article was on Walshy. Yeah. I'm positive because it was at the time where Walshy had just bought his house yeah, uh, in PA somewhere or in Ohio, whatever it was, because he had made enough money from prize winnings. Yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly the story. So, and here's the crazy thing when you push back against a narrative, and it's hard to change a narrative. They exist for reasons, right? They're supposed to exist to kind of keep a, a kind of keep a glass ceiling above your head, but to see someone break through it, and then for it to continue to happen, and to see people continually be able to make a living for themselves is absolutely amazing, man. It's encouraging to me, and I was actually let me just not put this. Uh, that I sent you that video because I just thought this wasn't even a topic I wanted to cover. I was just like, man. This is amazing, dude, yeah. and I feel I've, I feel really happy for him. For him to get ownership of uh, of Optic, to have this happen, and uh, because you hear so much about Nade Shot and 100 Thieves and how well they're doing, True. and then to see how well Hex is doing with his podcast, his multiple different podcasts, it's a, it's absolutely amazing, man. It's, it's encouraging for me. I love it. <laughs> like, yeah, I no, it's, good- it's really good, and even from a business standpoint, you know, you know, the guy is the CEO, was the CEO yeah. of the most successful Call of Duty brand and potentially one of the most talked about um, esports brands uh, ever um, in Optic to go to NRG and start the Huntsman and within a year to be, you know, if not profitable, but breaking even uh, is an incredible feat, regardless of who is doing it. Yeah, I always make this comparison, man, but it just really does remind me of like early skate companies. Like it really does remind True. me of that, like when people were just scrounging money together to get their skate tapes edited on vhs's and mm-hmm. to get them into actual skate shops and how that turned into marketing and everyone and how- was breaking off making their own companies and yep you know yep. every this person had that company and that person yeah yeah absolutely same thing with the hip-hop boom underground hip it's it's amazing and it's just always something i like to track and watch I really do hope that they turn a profit, man, and I hope that they continue to grow as a brand. And then I hope that one day that they'll watch this show, possibly loan me about twenty dollars or so, so I can get a lunch at work. And uh, that's all I really need. I don't, I don't even want an endorsement. I just, I could just borrow some money to get some lunch, <laughs> like a really good lunch. I'd be really happy about that. Also, I'd like to get you signed to a to a team, man. I just want to see, just see how you stack up. I think you're better than you say you are, and I would like to see how you stack up with. Enough time to just practice and focus on it. Just to just, like Call of Duty to play like yeah. professionally. Yeah, no, I don't stack up against these guys. These guys are too good on controller. Uh, what about when they move the PC? Oh, they still won't let you use a keyboard and mouse. Right, man. I can't That's use a keyboard tight. and mouse. If I can use a keyboard and mouse, I might have some hope. Um, but even then, these guys are so good. You know, these guys are professionals of the top one percent of the one percent of the one percent. You know, these people aren't aren't the average player. I might be I might be above average or slightly above average, whatever. But you know, I'm nowhere near the pro level. You get some small victories you got to take away from uh, when I jumped into that lobby in Street Fighter and played that pro. I was like, if I can get this guy not to beat me four rounds with straight perfects, that's a win for me. And I got him down to half, half of his energy, and then he smoked me <laughs> for the rest. Of, like I couldn't even touch him. Like it was to the point where I was like, he's got to be cheating. Like, no one, like, doesn't get hit that many times. But, yeah, I suck, and he was that good at yeah. it. So I, I get what you're saying. Zach, 
You want to tell the people what we got going on Fridays now? You, 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 what we got a new thing? We got a new special thing. We did so it. It Wednesday. First of all, don't don't shortchange what we do with the rest of the week um, mm -hmm. because I put a lot of time into it. Wednesday we have the final of the interview episodes coming out. The King Cash interview, a very good episode, uh, will be in your Spotify whatever Wednesday, starting Wednesday. Um, Fridays now we're doing live streams of the show. We do a slight post or a pre-show. Uh, Steve dipped on me before I could do the post-show last time, um, which we'll have to work out off-air. Uh, and, yeah, we're doing live stream. So come join the live stream on the YouTube channels. It's a lot of fun. Um, we could, you can we find could us. We could definitely work it out off air. We could we could meet up somewhere and work it out in person. Oh, absolutely, if we need absolutely. And I'm bringing a fucking bat. Um, That's not going to be enough. You would think. <laughs> you would think. Um, you can find us everywhere. Talking with a dad. Website, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all of your favorite podcasting apps. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Talking with a Dad, episode sixty-three. Oh.